Spazzin' Out, America's podcast, recorded live from Boston, broadcasting around the world, covering everything America is talking about and beyond. Take your seats and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Anthony Parziali. I'm going to apologize. Before we even start, I have to start with an apology. You're going to hear noise. You're going to hear music. It's being played upstairs right now because when I do my podcast, I do it from my basement. And when I'm doing something, everybody else has to be doing something extremely loud and disturbing. So if you can hear the music over my talking, it's the Peloton. My wife is upstairs. She's on the Peloton. I, I think she's she's watching. She's in a class with, with Cody Rigsby, one of her favorite instructors. Uh, I, I, I like this guy, Ben Atlas, I think is how you say his last name. But anyways, that's what you hear. My daughter, Presley, bouncing and jumping around upstairs. So if you hear banging, boing, 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 and you hear noise and music, it's the Peloton. My wife is upstairs using it, so I apologize for that. This is Spazzing Out, America's podcast. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, wherever you get your podcast, you can get my podcast. Please do me a favor. This is all I ask of you. Actually, I have one. You know what? I lie. I have another ask. But first, subscribe to the podcast. Share the podcast with someone. Text them a link. Text them a link to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, one of them, or tell them five times a week I'm doing the podcast at night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It gets posted the next day. I try to talk about things that matter to me. I try to talk to things about things that matter to you. But for the most part, we just rip on liberal mutants. It, right now in this country, there are many other things that I would like to talk about. And sometimes I'm even a funny guy. But I can't be right now. I have to focus all my energy on keeping America great and making sure people remember that America needs to be first and to out the stupid things that liberal mutants do. I can't stand them. I can't even be in the same room with them. I can't even conversate with these people. Before we get to all that, what we're here. Landlords, liberal mutants do not care about landlords. I have been saying this for over a year. Since I started this podcast, I have been talking about how Landlords are going to get screwed over, and now they are, and it has a devastating effect. We're going to talk about that. Chuck Schumer, he doesn't care about Texas. Texas has learned, needs to learn a lesson, but yet students who took out loans, they don't have to learn a lesson. We need to talk about that, and who has hit the NFL lottery? Somebody has hit the NFL lottery. Big coin to do nada. Big coin for taking the seed, bro. You took the seed, and now you're going to be set for the rest of your life. You've hit the lottery. You sucked the seed out, and now you're going to have eternal loot. And so won't your kid. We'll talk about that. Before I get to that, I started my new business, my mattress recycling business. I've been I've been trying to ramp it up. I've been trying to start it. I've been talking about doing it. And I finally just did it. It's called Mattress Taker. Go to mattresstaker.com if you have a mattress or a box spring that you need to get rid of. Of course, you need to be within the Wilmington area. I, I might go 10 miles outside of the area. Otherwise, it's not worth it. it it's 75 bucks 
for the first item. You have to have it curb ready. 75 bucks. I'll pick up the mattress. $40 for every uh, piece after that. Meaning if you have a mattress and a box spring, it's $115. I'll come and pick it up. It, it'll be curb ready. Once it gets big enough, I'll have a drop-off place, and you can come and drop it off, and it'll cost less because I won't have to come and pick it up. Obviously, if you drop it off. But for now, the pickup is $75 for the first piece, another $40 for the second piece, mattress and a box spring, and 90% of the stuff gets recycled. I, I disassemble them myself. I already had pickups today. The, the business is already booming. Already. People booked today. I picked up mattresses. I cut them up. I, this is what happens. I cut up the mattress. It has a metal coil in it. That goes to the scrap yard. Now, inside a normal mattress, you're going to have foam. You're going to have textiles. I'm currently stockpiling that stuff because I got to figure out who buys it. There is a company. There are companies that out there that buy used foam. And there are companies out there that buy recycled or reusable textiles. I got to figure out who's buying that stuff. I know where the metal goes. As far as the box spring, easy peasy. There's either metal, metal or wood in it. The metal goes to the scrapyard. The wood, I cut it up for box spring wood. That's coming to you next. Box spring wood is coming to you next. I'm going to start selling box spring wood. You're going to keep wood and all this crap out of landfills, and I'm going to make money. I love it. Boom. Booyah, baby. Box spring wood. I'm the mattress taker. Woo! I wish I could have done that better. Woo! I, I get more pumped up about liberal mutants than I do about my own business. Mattresstaker.com. Fill out the little info at the bottom. If you'd like to schedule a pickup, I'll come pick that sucker up for you. Together, we'll keep mattresses and box rings out of landfills because that's important to people. And if you're a liberal mutant, I'm sure it's super important to you. It's really not that important to me. I just want to make money. I want to cut up the mattress. I want to resell the material. I want to make loot. If anybody knows me, I like money. I like to keep my money. I like to make more money. I like to stack my ends, baby. Woo. All right. There, there's my plug. Mattresstaker.com. Figure out how to spell it. I don't know how to spell it. Let's let's give it a try. M-A-T-T-R-E-S-S. That's mattress. And the taker is T-A-K-E-R. Check it out. You gotta be somewhere in the area. Otherwise, I ain't coming out. Of course, junk removal. You could use take junk if you have a bunch of stuff to get rid of. That's another one of my businesses. High five and box spring wood. It's coming. I'm gonna stop packaging it. I'm going to start selling it. Probably give it away for free at first. I don't know. I just got to get rid of the shit. I either got to burn it or give it away or I could sell it for like five bucks a box with like 200 pieces of wood in it. Make a little coin like that. Stack those ends. Okay. Landlords. I have been talking about this from the beginning. I said the very first day when the government said they were going to have a moratorium on people paying rent that landlords would be in deep trouble. I'm not talking about big-ass companies, big landlords, guys that have the money. I'm talking about the everyday guy like you and me that owns a three-family or maybe maybe they got in a situation. Not everybody owns a three-family. I get it. I, I, I Again, I guess you wouldn't be an everyday guy, but there are guys that are trying to start out small with their first three-family. Maybe they're doing a, a home hack. They live on the first floor. They rent out the other two floors. I did that. When I was when I was 23 years old, or maybe 22, uh, shit, I might have been younger, I might have been 21, me and my buddy Gav, we bought a house in Lowell, a three-family house, we lived on one floor, we rented out the other two floors, so that we didn't have to pay a mortgage. It's smart, it's, it's good business, you can, you can live for free, 
We had a frat house. We had a guy living on the first floor. He was covering the nut. But imagine if he didn't have to pay rent. Then what would we do? If I had a three family and no incomes coming in and I got to pay the taxes on it and I got to pay the mortgage on it and I got to do the upkeep on it. I said this from the beginning. If they tell people they don't have to pay rent, whether or not they can afford it, they're not going to pay rent. And most likely, the people who aren't paying rent couldn't afford it in the first place. The people who are not paying rent, they couldn't afford it anyways. They were already a bum. They're already like, ooh, looking for any opportunity to say, mm, I don't have to pay. And then you got to go you go to your landlord and you say you don't have to pay. And then the relationship becomes crap. Because there's nothing the landlord can do. He just say, fuck, great, no problem. I guess you can live in my house that I worked my ass off for, that I pay the bills for. No problem. You can stay here. Do whatever the fuck you want. You want to piss on my floor, piss on my floor. You want to break my toilet? Go ahead. You want to smash my window, spray paint? Fine. Do whatever you want, right? I can't do anything about it. Not like I own the building. Not like it's mine. Not like my blood, sweat, and tears went in to buy this fucking place. No. Pisses me off. It's a dagger. Absolute dagger to guys that are trying to get a step ahead. It's an attack on these people who want to start out small. They get their first three family back in fe February 2019 or 2020. Some, you just closed. You closed on your first three family. You're like, yeah, this is going to be the best. A month later, well, no one has to pay rent. There's a moratorium on rent in Massachusetts. There's a federal moratorium and there's no help for you. Sorry, figure out how to pay your mortgage. Well, guess what's happening? A year later, guess what is happening? All the small guys... They're either selling their properties, they're listing them, and they're telling people they got to move anyways. Tons of them are selling their, their property because they have to get out of it, or they're being foreclosed on. And I get it, there's a moratorium on fucking foreclosures, but there is not a moratorium on income property foreclosures. There is for your home, for your primary residence, not for your income property. So now the houses are getting foreclosed on, this guy's American dream just got ripped out of his ass because people can't pay their bills because they didn't work something out with the guy. Try to get him a little bit of loot. Nope. Absolutely not. The government didn't step up. The government was like, fuck you. We, they don't have to pay rent and we ain't helping you out. Peace. See you later. Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, AOC. They were like, na, 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 hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. They said, bounce. We don't care about you. And we're not kicking these people out. So now it's even worse. They want to at least do the right thing and sell the property. They're, they're underwater. They're a month. They're a year. They're a year behind on their mortgage. They want to sell their property. And now they got to sell it to someone that's got to take the current tenants. Because you can't kick the tenants out. So now they can't even sell it. And the bank is just saying, well, we're going to take it. And the government doesn't give a flying fuck. They absolutely daggered these people. Here's, here's what, and, and to quote Chuck Schumer, to quote the, the great senator who doesn't give two shits about Texas says, I hope Texas learned their lesson about not sucking off the tea. Cause Texas didn't tap into the national power grid. They took care of themselves. They were trying to, they, Texas trying to be energy independent down there, doing a pretty good job about it. I, I, I guess. What are you going to do? You, you probably don't expect to have some kind of a winter storm like that. It'll never happen again. It's quite like the blizzard of 78 up here. Everybody was fucked up because they never seen something like it. It'll never happen again. Because now we're prepared. Texas will be prepared going forward. It's awful what's going on down there. But Chuck, 
he gets on TV and says, well, Texas has learned their lesson. I hope they learned their lesson. They made mistakes. We're not going to be here to pick them up. Oh, but yet you'll pick up the back of the people who made shitty decisions to take student loans, but yet you'll pick up the back for the people that don't pay their rent, but you won't help out the landlords that are going to lose their property. You guys are assholes. I wish I could get in a room with one of you and just sit there and just say, I, I like just look at you and just talk to you and be like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? So you're telling me you're cool. You're cool. I wish they, you know what? People don't care unless it happens to them. They don't care unless it happens to them. So I, I think what should happen is anybody, I'm assuming there are some congressmen, some senators, some house of representatives that own income property. I hope to God they lose their property because they have scumbags living in their living in their house that don't pay rent. I, I hope they do. I hope they have to be forced to sell. I hope that they, their life crumbles. But it won't because they take care of themselves. They make sure that they get paid first. They make sure that their properties are covered before your properties are covered. Nothing will ever happen to someone who is a current politician, someone that is a current senator or a current representative. They're protected. They won't go without heat. They won't go without money. They'll make sure they get paid. They fight for months on whether or not to send you out another check, which you know I don't want you getting another check. You don't need it. Pick up, pull up your fucking pants. You don't need it. But they don't want to send it to you first. They want to fight over it, but they made sure they got paid. It's pissing me off. So there's a story in the news about how about thousands of small-time landlords, guys that own one property, maybe two property, the smaller guys, they're either foreclosed, getting foreclosed on or they're selling their properties, which in turn is forcing the people that live there out anyways. So these people are still getting booted out. The moratorium did nothing. All it did was push a problem and put a band-aid on a bigger problem, which was you were already a bum before the coronavirus hit. You were already behind on your rent before and you let you let you push the process out. I don't understand. Here's the, here, let me be dead clear how I feel about renters because I've rented before. I owned a three family and I also owned a, a um, a townhouse that I rented out. And I also own a condo that I rented out. Let me be straight up clear how I feel about it. If you can't pay, get the fuck out. I don't give a shit if you have 20 kids. I could care less. They're not my kids. Beat it. Go move in with your dad. Go move in with your mother. Go move in with his grandparents, with them. Find somewhere else to live. If you can't pay, I have no sympathy for you because no one's paying my bill. No one's paying the mortgage for me. No one is going to pay the repairs for me. No one is covering the taxes for me. No one. No one. I get left hanging. I don't give a shit. If you can't pay, get out. I don't even think that you think they should have to wait a month. I, I think that, boom. Oh, you can't pay? First of the month? Bye. See you later. Get the fuck off my property. You're out. Bye. No. No. In this country... We have to have compassion. We have to we have to feel bad for the people that are living in our properties. We feel bad for you. You can't afford it? I feel terrible. This, I wish there was something I could do. I'll pay it for you. Let me cover that. I can't even fucking put food on my own table sometimes. And I gotta cover your ass living in my property? Bullcrap. It pisses me off. And here's what happens. 
When you allow people to do this, they expect it. Understand me. If my father, as a kid, did things for me, I would expect things to be done for me all the time. If every time I fell in a hole, I'd expect my dad to reach his hand down and pull me out, I wouldn't be worried about falling in holes. I'd just fall in holes and my dad would pull me out. But if I fell in a hole, my old man would walk by that damn ditch and be like, good luck getting out. You fucking got yourself in, you get yourself out. Plain and simple. I don't even think the guy would lower a rope. He'd walk right by. He'd go get his boys. He'd go get his homies. He'd be like, hey, look at this chooch. He's down in a hole. They'd all sit there drinking beers. My father never drank beers. But they'd, they'd be sitting there, and his boys did. They'd be drinking beers, or they'd just be hanging out. They'd be sitting in their lawn chairs laughing at him. They'd be like, look at, look at Anthony. Look how deep in that fucking hole he is. And if anybody tries helping him out, my dad'd be like, get the fuck. Don't you fucking help him out. He'll get out. He'll figure it out. But no, in this country, all we have done is create a society of people that need help and expect it. They need help and they expect help. We can't pay for college for our debts that we took on. We expect you to pay it off. We can't pay our rent. We expect someone to pick up the bill and pay it off. But the people that actually work, they get nothing. The people that actually do things, you get nothing. No one's paying my workman's comp. I, every year, I got to fill out an audit. And guess what? It's never less. It's always more. It's always more. And I got to pay it. And if I don't pay it, there's no program that says, oh, hey, no big deal. We'll let you still have workman's comp, even though you owe us 10 grand. We'll let you pay it off. No, they want it all. They want it all. Right the fuck now. Now. Or you have none. Or your business is over. Auto policy, same thing. Well, it's due. And if you don't pay it, cancellation. Well, you're going to You got to pay it. It needs to be paid now. Well, what if I can't afford it this month? You think you could stretch it out? No, they don't stretch it out, bro. You can't fucking drive your truck. You can't work. Sorry, we know you want to work, but there's no help for the working man. There's no help for you who wants to grind and dig. We want to take shit from you. Pisses me off. I got a, I, I, I got a fucking place in Wilmington that I detest. I hate it. I, I lease a building in Wilmington, and I hate the fucking place. I hate it. It burns me. It costs me fucking 2500 bucks a month to have my shit there. I, ah, I hate it. I hate it. Hate it. And I got to pay it every month. And I'm trying, and, and I worked. Listen, the, you take junk stew and Stella? It does okay. But nothing like it did do. The revenue's down 70%. It's a lot of fucking money. A lot of money. So time stuff for anybody going across the board. But I worked something out with the guy. And he gets all his money. All of it. He's right up to date. I just worked shit out with him. I said, hey, I'm going to get you all your money. I want let me, let me pay by the week or something like that. But I get it all to him. And it's a dagger. And I want to bounce out of there. I want to run. I want to turn and run in the other direction. I want to find, hey, AOC, you got some sneakers? I need them because I need to run in the other direction from this building. But I don't. Why? Because I signed the lease. Because I signed it. My responsibility to pay for it. This guy can't find anybody else to come in. I fucking leave that he's fucked. <sighs> Second that lease is up, bro, I'm out. Bye-bye. I won't make a stupid decision like that again. I'm out. But I made the decision. And I'm doing the best I can with this guy. And, and the best I can is great because he's all paid up. He's all paid on time. He's got all his money. I don't want to pay it, though. I want that money. I want the 2500 in my pocket. Me.
And Steve just asked, why do I have it? L- listen, uh, uh, months and years ago, or even a year ago, 2019, take chunks on, on a tra- trajectory to fucking, it's killing it. Needed it. Coronavirus hit, dropped 70% in revenue. Dagger. Don't, don't want it, don't need it. Realized I was like, damn, it's a waste. Why did I ever get it? But I signed a lease and it's my responsibility to pay it. So I pay it. That's it. It sucks. It, 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 it's a nightmare. But I, I'm not going to scumbag this guy. I'm not going to put him in a situation where he can't afford to pay his bills because I promised to pay. All these landlords are getting screwed. And I don't, and here's the thing. I'm not saying the government needs to bail them out. I'm really not. It's, it's, this is how I feel. You decided to be a landlord. You decided to get into real estate and there was risk in that. Just like I got into take junk, there is risk in that. Anything could happen. You have to be ha- you have to be prepared for the unexpected. A pandemic could happen, and you may lose the property. You need to be prepared. My best advice to anybody getting into business is to make sure you have at least a year, if not more, of cash ready at the ready to be used to cover you for something like this. This something like this will never happen to me again. I'll be ready. I will be ready next time. I don't want to see people lose their homes or their investment properties because people aren't ready. Because you can't kick people out. Trust me, if my landlord if, if that I leased the place off wanted to kick me out, bro, I'd be like, yeah! Woo! I'd throw the guy a party. I'd be like, yeah, baby! I'll get my shit out. He could call me at one in the morning. He'd be like, yeah, you're out. I'd be like, that, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Well, I'll get everything out. That's just, it just, it really upsets me because I know how difficult it is to, to get, to, to first off, get an income property, to set yourself up and put yourself in a position to own a three family or something that you can rent. I did it at a young age. I did it when I was 21. Had a nice little three family house in Lowell. I, me and my buddy Jeff, we lived on the second floor. We rented out two of the rooms on the second floor. There, it's, it's a four bedroom on the second floor. Jeff had one. I had one. I think Kevin Collins and Mike Allman lived in one of them. We had an upstairs that we rented out. We had a bottom, uh, a downstairs that we rented out. It was great. Phenomenal move for guys in, at, at, a, at a young age. It, it, we lived dirt cheap. It was awesome. It's difficult to get there though. You don't just, boom, you don't just get. A three family. You got to work for it. You got to have that 20% down payment. You got to be in a good position with good credit at a young age, no doubt. You got to be smart enough. And then you get into a property like that. And then to have a, a pandemic come and absolutely snuff you out. It's terrible. Now, listen, in 2006, I, I had a townhouse. I had, I had a townhouse in, in Attleboro. I, bro, I went upside down on that puppy when, when, the, when the market crashed. I bought it for $240 and, and the thing dropped in value. It dropped. It got smoked to 140. I paid that mortgage up until a year ago to, for, for, for the market to correct itself. 10, 10, 10, 12. What, what's the fucking math on that? Six, 14 years I paid that till it corrected itself. I didn't make a dime on it. That's all that dime. I lost a ton of money. But maybe I'm the last moron. Maybe I'm the last idiot. Maybe I should just say, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares about responsibility? 
Forget it. I, and let me tell you something. I'm, I'm not trying to sit here and preach like I'm perfect. I have had bad debt. And I've dealt with the consequence of having bad debt. By that I mean, you, you know, in my 20s, I've take, I took on bad debt and either worked out a negotiation with the, with, the, with the company that I owed the money to and said, hey, look, I, I don't got five grand. I'll give you two grand. Make it go away. Or I've or deal with the consequence of the seven years of having shit credit. The seven years of not being touched, of being looked at like a pariah, of it showing up on your on, when you when you apply for a job, when your boss comes to you, it does a background check. It's like, hey, what the fuck is this dead shit? It's embarrassing. So I've dealt with it. I've never ran from it. I've always tried to hit it head on and take responsibility, the best I can, and never, ever, ever trying to put anybody else out. Personal debts always pay them. Always. If I ever owe you a human money, you're getting your money back. I don't care how long it takes. My life would be dedicated to that shit. I just hate to see small guys get fucked. It's pissing me off. I hate it. I just, it burns me inside to see that landlords, small time landlords, guys that are my age, that are losing their income property because the government has said that people don't have to pay rent. And now these people, they have to, and, and trust me, Hear me when I tell you this. The government wants properties to foreclose. They want it. They're thirsting for foreclosure. They want the market to crash like it did back in 19, in 2006, 2007, 2008. They want it because it will make houses affordable again. House, the housing market is through the roof. Literally. I'm having, there's a property in Wilmington that's a dump. The septic's blown, and they're going to be selling it for $400,000. I'm like, ah, my head's going to explode. But there's no work, there's no properties. There's none. There's no fucking properties. The properties are sky high. The government wants it to tank. Because when it tanks, houses become affordable again. They love houses being affordable. They love it. They want it. They're striving for it. Please let these people foreclose on their damn properties. Problem is, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. It, it's you. You still. I can't. I can't have this conversation with people. It, it's tough for me to have a conversation with people about real estate that, that, that don't know about real estate. It just aggravates the the, the hell out of me. It just here. here just listen. The market will crash. There are going to be tons of foreclosures. Tons. There are thirty three million people that are already in default. And after the government hits the reset button or does another harp type act where they say, no problem, we're going to push the mortgage payments to the end of the mortgage. Those very same people still can't afford their mortgage. The, all the small businesses that lost their business, they can't afford that mortgage anymore. They can't. They're going to lose the property. It's going to be tons, tons of foreclosures. It'll happen in the next year. There will be over 30 million of them and the market will tank, plain and simple, because there will be a shit ton of 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 foreclosed properties that will be available. I mean, right now the banks have sh- they call it shadow inventory. They have tons of shadow inventory. You ever wonder why there's a property that's just been vacant but the bank owns it? They sit on them because they don't want to flood the market. If they flood the market, what happens? The bank the bank owns the most properties. REO properties, the the, the real estate owned the bank owned properties. They're the biggest owners of properties. If they put all the properties at once on the market, what would happen? They would devalue 
their mortgages that they have on other houses. Does that make sense to you? So let's just use Arcadia Street for example. Let's say everybody on Arcadia Street has a mortgage out for their house for 300 grand. But uh, that that's on the left side of the street. There's 10 houses on one side of the street. Right? There's 10, they're all, they've all been bought 300 grand, 300 grand worth of mortgages. On the right side of the street, there's another 10 properties, but they're not on the market yet. They're not out there. Because if the bank put all 10 out, those, those houses across the street, their value would drop immediately. Immediately. So now the $300,000 mortgage, the house ain't worth it anymore. The value just dropped to 250. The bank doesn't want that. They just fuck. They're like, fuck. Now, now if the house goes upside down, they lose 50 grand. You get it? So they hold properties. In the shadow, they call them shadow properties. But when they have three, 30 million of them, they can't because they can't sustain them. They can't pay the property tax on them. They can't afford it. They have to unload it. When it doesn't, they have to get rid of them because they can't, one, afford to keep the city off their back. They can't afford the upkeep on them. They have to dump them. And when they have to dump them, the market tanks. And that's what's going to happen. Simple. It, it, here, trust me. If you're a mutant and you're buying a house right now, you're, you're buying a house, but if you're an idiot, that is buying a house at the height of the market, your house will be in less than a year. You're buying a house right now for 500 grand, that puppy's worth 400, 350 in less than a year, or two years at the most when the market tanks. And that's going to take 10 years to get back, at least. I know, because I lived through it. I did it already in 2006. Shit's going to happen again in the next two years because people can't afford to pay their mortgages. Small businesses are, are the biggest employer in this country, Millions of small businesses are out of work, they're gone, they're done, they're never coming back, and those guys can't afford their, their fucking $3,000 a month mortgage anymore. It's over. They're losing the property. It's toast. Bye. Me? I'm good. My house is almost paid off. Like this, I got like $30,000 on this puppy. That's it. I won't be refinancing. I won't be upgrading. Nope. No thank you. I'll be retiring nice and early, fat and happy. Ding. I don't even know how I got from that from from landlords, but that's just that that's where we went. Before we go, the NFL lottery has been hit. The Powerball, the Mega Ball, has been hit in the NFL, and I, and I just need to to mention this because I hate that media. I just hate that no one mentions it. It burns me. The truth never. No one ever speaks the truth. Brittany Matthews, the fiance of Patrick Mahomes hit the lottery. She just gave birth to her daughter, ensuring the fact that she will be wealthy for the rest of her life and she's not even married to the guy. He's worth $500 million. This chick just hit the lotto. She's going to get paid. Her baby ain't even, is a couple days old. She's got 18 to 23 years of collecting loot. She can bounce anytime she wants now. She's good. Patrick... She's she's all set, bro. She sucked out the seed for the loot. She was like, sow your seed so I can reap the loot, brother. And she did. And now you got a daughter. And listen, you're going to love your daughter. You, Of course. I, uh, Of course. But when you're rich like that, man, you got to think. You got to be positive. When you're like 24 years old, you got to say to yourself, damn, I got 500 mil. 500 mil. Mm. And now I only got 250 mil. Because I got a girl that I'm not even married to, and she's going to take... She, it's, it's hers. She hit the lottery. That's all I wanted to say. I don't know why people don't talk like that. I, I think people should be honest. They, that's it. I mean, bro. That's, I, I, 
That's all I get. And you guys all know I'm right. I'm not saying there's not love there. There might be. There may be love there. But if you watch the Bridgertons, you'll know that there isn't any love when it comes to snuffing out that dowry. When you're looking for the loot. When you're looking for the ticket. When you want to hit the NFL lottery. You let the seed get planted. And indeed, you'll be cashing in them greens. And people be like, oh, well, the kid gets it. Yeah, bro. Kids gonna be kids. Kids gonna get money later in life, but when that child support has to start coming, if they separate, we're not talking two, three hundred bucks a week. We're talking three, four grand a week. And you think it takes three, four grand a week to raise a kid? Do you think so? No, nope, nope. It's like five hundred bucks maybe at max if you're living that lifestyle. I, I could bring it down more because I'd be like, bitch, you're gonna breastfeed for the next fucking three years because formula is mad expensive. Please. Hear me on that one. If you're about to have a kid, implore your wife to breastfeed because formula is expensive. It's ridiculously expensive. It's like crack cocaine expensive. It's like, I wouldn't know I don't do drugs. But the, the, the point of it is, you have to have it. You have to have baby formula. And it's mad expensive. It's literally, it's the, it's the most expensive thing you'll ever buy in terms of, uh, of a need for a kid. It's ridiculous, bro. You better tell your wife you best be breastfeeding. And if you don't want to straight up do the breastfeed, we're getting a pump. The pump would be a great um, addition to your money-saving items. Get one and store that stuff. Put that shit in the fridge. And if your wife wants to drink, pump and dump. Plain and simple. There. Lessons on life. Right here. I lived it. Thank you so much for listening to Spazzing Out, America's podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Radio.com. Hey, Alexa, play Spazzing Out, America's podcast, or of course, you can catch it live at night when I record it on Facebook or Instagram. God bless. God bless America. Uh, One other thing. Mattress taker. Mattress taker. If you have a mattress or a box spring, mattress taker that you want to get rid of, I'll recycle it. Bye.